What's up ladies and gentlemen it is me your boy is back scott aka baker turtle here bringing you another episode of the podcast yes we've got another episode going on guys um this one is is gonna be a, a tough one um there's something important i'd like to discuss and you can just tell by the title that it's uh you know it's a topic about death and and it's something that's very personal to me, but I feel like I want to talk about it. It's something that, you know, is, is happening to me and I just don't want to like not address it and ignore it. And I've, I've had a couple months to digest it and, uh, and you know, things recently happened that has brought this back up. But basically <clears throat> a couple months ago, back in July, my stepdad, uh, Jimmy, he, he passed away. Uh, he was, uh, 59, I believe. Yeah. 50 or yeah. 50, no, he was in his sixties. 69. Wow. He was 69. Yeah. I'm trying to do the math, right? He was born 52. Yeah. Wow. He was 69. Um, and yeah, he passed away in July, and uh, we just had the funeral this past Wednesday, October 13th, and I just feel like, you know, I want to talk about death, life, death, and, you know, the meaning of life and, like, how, you know, things affect you, but I also want to, you know, just talk about my experience growing up with him as a stepdad, so just... um you know, just to give a little background about how he died and everything. It wasn't COVID or anything, um, if anybody's thinking that. But he, we we had we didn't know this for a while, uh, but we did start to see like a decline in him these past few years. But apparently, he developed a Lewy body dementia, and I don't know. I I don't know, and I guess poor diet something happened to where he just um started deteriorating pretty rapidly uh once he was in the hospital it just it went downhill um i'll talk about i'll i'll you know i'll talk more about the death later on but i just want to give a preface of you know who he is to me and everything so you know, he's my stepdad. He's not my real dad. Uh, my real dad. You know, I still, I know my, I know my real dad. Um, I still talk to him and everything. But um, he wasn't in my life as much when I was young. Um, my mom and him, you know, separated and everything. But then, when I was about four or five years old, um, my mom met Jimmy. She was working at like a thrift store, and they. She worked at a bunch of, of stores and she was a, a good cashier and I guess Jimmy worked there and they they got close and they became friends and and uh, we eventually they got serious pretty quickly and we met him and you know 
it was just he's like this uh i don't know how to explain like he he's from well his family's from the east um his family's pretty uh old school they're you know they're white uh pennsylvania uh just hardworking blue collar you know middle middle class um people i guess they're uh i guess their ethnicity or their heritage or whatever it goes back all the way back to greek um so that's who he was or you know who they are and we met him and he's he's an older guy to my mom he's like what seven years older but this guy he i mean he's he never been married before he has no kids and they met when they were in their 40s. So, you know, he didn't really have much going for him. He didn't really have a career. Um, he just was like a driver, security guard guy, you know, lived by himself. Um, but, you know, I guess my mom liked him and they got together, you know. And we were just kind of like, oh, hey, you know, he wasn't. You know, he's a very uh, soft-spoken kind of guy. He's, he's he, he was shy to himself. And so he didn't really, like, like make a presence known. He, he's not, like, too great with kids. You know, he's not bad or anything. But, but yeah, so. Um, and then they got married. And, and then he moved in. Um and then he became a permanent part of our lives from then on. So I'm going to get into a little bit more about, you know, growing up with him or what that was like and like how he affected us. But um, I'm going to take a first break here with the music and uh, then I'll, I'll come back. Feel by the wayside like everyone else. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, but I was just kidding myself Or every moment, I start a replace Cause now that they're gonna lie, here were the words that I needed to say When you hurt under the surface Like troubled water running cold Well time can heal but this won't back uh so let's talk a little bit about you know what it was like growing up uh, he would you know he's a good stepdad uh he i remember a lot of fun uh memories you know he would when we were real young he used to like uh challenge us physically you know push-ups and we would have like arm wrestling and like 
and he would he would uh you know it it'd be like a challenge for us you know it, it was it was something that us boys needed you know we needed that father figure in our life and uh just seeing it you know having him there and like we would we would want to do it like he'd be like you want arm wrestling we were all excited about it and we'd you know we'd try to to win you know sometimes he'd let us like look seem like we're gonna win and then all of a sudden boom he just like um just took us took our arms you know <laughs> pinned us down and won and we couldn't we couldn't beat him till, obviously till we got older but by that time we we weren't doing that anymore but um yeah and then you know he on sundays he would love to uh uh do his signature pancakes and then when i'm telling you how big these pancakes were bruh like a, think of like a big like the big plates big circle dish plates the pancake would take up the whole plate the whole plate uh, and it'd be one pancake so we had pancakes in the morning it's not more than one pancake it's not like a stack of two or three like this is one big ass pancake and i swear the diameter must have been like 10 inches uh it was crazy and they were thick and fluffy and all this shit and he'd do that almost every other sunday or every sunday or something like that pretty you know prominently and he loved doing that and uh and then you know he <laughs> He was he was a drinker, a big drinker uh, early on. He, eventually, like we learned that he was kind of an alcoholic, but um, you know he would have his fun moments sometimes, and it seemed like it would depend, like kind of like what alcohol he was drinking. But when he would get drunk, sometimes he would uh, he had this big old radio, it was, uh, stereo actually. It was like um, it was huge, like it was like a cabinet kind of thing. Like it 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 was like I don't know. It was like in this entertainment center thing and it was in there it was the whole entertainment center was that like he had a bunch of like cassettes and cds and and he had these big two speakers and like he would blast his radio uh like super loud he put on like old school like 70s 80s rock and roll like i'm talking black sabbath like uh uh acdc uh leonard skinner um uh van halen and uh you know, just things like that, Guns N' Roses and things like that. And he would blast it, you know, be drunk. He'd get, like, a broom and do some air guitar. He'd put on a, a show, get a concert, and, like, he'd just be having the time of his life. And that was fun. It was interesting. <laughs> um, and some of his favorite shows to watch were uh, uh, he loved, like, the TV Land. Uh, I don't know if you guys know TV Land, but uh, it's where they play, like, a bunch of the old, old uh, black and white uh sitcoms that are from like the 50s and 60s um like leave it to beaver happy days um uh you like the bonanza uh what else um you know that's it uh, andy griffith's show um you know just things like that and we watched that um a lot <laughs> all the time and uh you know, it's just like he he had his uniqueness. Like there's like to me there was there's nobody like Jimmy. Um he it was fun sometimes, but then you know, sometimes he'd be uh, a jerk, an asshole, but you know, you 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 get the good with the bad. Um but overall, he he wasn't a bad guy. He uh he had his you know, he had a lot of uh childhood trauma, I guess, you know. And then just you know, as I grew older myself as an adult, and I became more, uh, um, 
like wise and just intuitive about like the world and everything i started realizing you know maybe jimmy was like you know a sad guy or you know maybe there was something missing in his life uh you know i always wondered why why didn't he ever have children why um why didn't he um like i don't know like why didn't he uh get ever get married or you know do like he, he i don't know but there's a lot of things that i don't know that just I, I would think about but it was nice you know and then you know growing up you know he would but as we got older you know his 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 drinking became more and more of a problem and uh he would get into a lot of arguments with us with my mom and my sister and everything and and uh eventually you know you know all you know props to him but he he kicked his uh drinking habit he just he didn't go to no aa or anything he just you know he quit and uh you know it took a lot of a lot of rough nights to for us to get there but you know all power to the guy but you know he quit drinking and uh he kind of you know mellowed out he chilled and he's also getting older. He was in his 50s now, mid 50s, late 50s. And and then he started, you know, he went from one addiction to another, though. He went and he started, you know, having a sugar addiction. And he would just always be eating snackies and have candy. He have a little candy bowl on his, on his seat and by his uh, chair or his where his spot is on the couch. And he'd have cookies and he'd have, you know, uh oatmeal cream pies or whatever or twinkies and this and that and it's it was just a bunch of junk food a bunch of sugary uh processed um junk food and he'd be drinking sodas and all this stuff and then you know as i this and this is going into like uh i'm gonna i'm an adult now i'm probably going to college i moved out and uh you know we're all moved out by now and you know he's there with my mom and and then uh, at some point, uh, I've moved back in and then I moved back out and then my brother moves in. So we, we were, you know, my brother and I, we were like in and out uh, living with, with them. Um, and so after a while, you know, they're, you know, I started having to take them their grocery shopping and all this stuff. And I, I would spend some time with, with Jimmy a little bit because, my mom was going through some health issues, so she couldn't go. And then, like, their their car situation. And my mom was, you know, not as mobile as she used to be. And uh, so I would do the grocery shopping. I'd take Jimmy with me because he was still pretty mobile. Um, but he was getting up there. And, you know, you can just tell, like, just through age or something. Or maybe in hindsight now, like, maybe the Louis body was starting to set in. But he would just be, like, super docile and just, like... He'd get lost. And sometimes it'd be like childlike, you know, like uh, the naiveness or just the the airheadness of it, of it. Right. You know, like like sometimes he'd say something and he just wouldn't get it or like he'd do things. And it's just like like you like like, bruh, come on. Like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. And he he get lost in the stores and <clears throat> like, I don't know. It's just after a while, it's just started to see like he he seemed to be giving up a little bit um but you know with but with 
you know, me having Lucy, my kid, and then Trevor having his kids, my brother having his kids. So, you know, they had grandkids, my mom uh, being a grandma and him being a grandpa, Grandpa Jimmy now. Uh, he really loved those kids. He spent a lot of time with, with Lucy, spent a lot of time with um, Casey and Troy and, you know, my brother's kids. They would hang out over there and <clears throat> they would, they loved it. And, you know, with, you know, with them being here in San Bernardino, my brother would be living over there. They would visit a lot and Jimmy would bond with Casey, go for walks and hold Troy. And like he really bonded with the with the grandkids and the grandkids loved him. He was always sweet with them and he would call them poophead and just be funny and and just, uh, uh, you know, be the kind, soft grandpa that that all the grandkids will remember. I'm glad that, you know, he he was able to leave a, uh, an impression on them. But. Yeah, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna get into the death part, but um, I think we'll take a break, another break. We'll get into the song, the next song, and then uh, I'll finish off what you know what it is. I'll, I'm gonna talk about the leading up to his death, and then the funeral, and then I'm gonna just talk about death in general to close it out. But here's the next song. Tomorrow may rain, so I'll follow the sun. Someday you'll know I was the one. But tomorrow may rain, so I'll follow the sun. And now the time has come, and so my love, I must go. Okay, so, um, you know, leading up to the last, the last few years, like I said, he was eating a lot of sugary treats, um, you know, uh, Twinkies and stuff like that. And, you know, his, his, he would get like more confused and dizzy and he stopped, he would stop going places because he's like, oh, I'm going to get dizzy and he would get dizzy and, and he would say that and we just figured it was you know, his bad health, his bad, uh, you know, he was a like a, a hardcore drinker, you know, probably caught, caught up to him and um, his bad diet, his old age, his lack of exercise. It was just and then I, I, I because I would do the grocery shop and I'd visit them a lot. I do a lot of their errands and do stuff for them. Um, and I would uh, I would talk to him. I would tell him, hey, you know, maybe. I offered to buy him more, you know, healthier foods. I, you know, instead of them eating pizza and, and bakers and all these hamburgers and stuff and fast food, 
you know, I would offer maybe maybe I get you a, a salad or I get you a, a waba bowl or something or something that's more or, um, you know, organic, more uh, healthier and, you know, give him healthier treats and, um, you know, try to get him to drink more water. And I even bought him vitamins and. Uh, but he just I don't know, he, he's an adult, he's he was his own person and he made his own choices and uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. Right. So he just started to deteriorate and then. And it honestly, it came out of nowhere because he was he was straight chilling. He's he you could still talk to him and he's still co coherent and and uh, and everything. But then one day, I was visiting my brother in San Diego with my mom. And he was by himself at home, waiting for us to come back at night. And we come back. It's like maybe eleven o'clock midnight, and uh, we we arrive to see that. The door is open and all the lights are on and everything and uh and just like what's going on like what and we were looking and we're like where's jimmy where'd he go and we were freaking out for a while thinking maybe he got confused or something i don't know and left we had no idea but turns out we figured out that you know he ended up going to the hospital he he was feeling dizzy i guess he fell um so he I and mean, he's he's not a fan of hospitals so um yeah, but then, you know, we found out he was in the hospital and then they told us that, you know, we they didn't know exactly what was wrong, but he clearly wasn't there. You know, he was delusional and he would, uh, you know, talk about things that just didn't make sense. And they were doing a bunch of tests on him and he could he couldn't really walk. He was a fall risk and he was just like going downhill fast and uh they they were telling us that they were just gonna see what's going on and they were kind of giving us a little bit of hope that they can help him they got you know some some fluids in him some nutrients and his diet was getting better uh, obviously and um but his his mental state was going downhill fast and and i don't even know how to explain it like it just it all happened so fast like he was in the hospital and then like we would go visit him uh like for the first couple days like th three days in a row and we'd see him and we'd only be able to see him for like an hour and then i'd have to go um he wouldn't want us to go he just kept wanting to leave he didn't want to be in the hospital uh he'd be asking about his things his well his wallet where's his clothes where's his you know where's this where that and you know it's all safe it was all there in the room he just he just didn't it didn't register with him and eventually they would we would get updates every couple of days and saying like oh um you know we got an mri and all this stuff we eventually found out that he had louis body dementia he had brain damage um and then eventually uh and then they said that he had a deficiency in vitamin b um I assume that's because of the lack of um, his diet, you know, the lack of like maybe meat and uh, he just had a lot of carbs in him. Um, no, nah, he didn't eat a lot of real food, no vegetables, um, I guess like chicken, but it was always like fast food stuff. Um, and then they moved him and eventually, you know, 
he uh, he he couldn't breathe on his own that much uh, because of the brain damage. It wasn't it wasn't helping, and uh, his his esophagus is. Uh, his pharynx and everything like being able to control his breathing and to control his swallowing and to differentiate in that way like so that fluid doesn't leak into his lungs and all that stuff it wasn't working properly so they had to put him on a ventilator they had and he was just like he was kind of out of it they put him on some drugs and and then one day he just kind of uh they told us this is he's not doing really well like we, they tried to get him to start breathing on his own after a while but there wasn't much that could be done like it was it was just prolonging the inevitable and so we all kind of talked about it and made our our resolutions and and realized that you know this is we're gonna have to like just stop the care you know after a couple weeks it was about a month that he was in the hospital and the ventilator it was like over a week they didn't want to do it for too long because it could damage his his throat and they were gonna just, just say like we're gonna get him off the ventilator and so we uh we all kind of visited him it was it was his birthday too his birthday july 18th he uh we all kind of visited him you know wrote happy birthday wrote some messages talked to him spent some time with him we all went at our own times so it was and because of the whole covid thing there was only can only be two at a time so it was cynthia and i we went to see him and uh you know we just kind of you know held his hand and and uh he was burning hot he must have had some he must have had an infection or something he was a, he had a high fever so we would put a cold washcloth on his head and, you know, just kind of talk to him, and let him know we're here. And I, I like to play him his classic music. I know he liked uh, Leonard Skinner. I played that. I played, you know, all the songs basically that he used to rock out to. And uh, I'm going to play one right now. Paranoid Black Sabbath. He used to blast this. So he used to blast music like that all the time. And uh, so we just kind of gave him, you know, his goodbye concert. And uh, honestly, I think I was the last, uh, Cynthia and I were the last people to see him alive because that later that night, we we, we seen him around 7, 8 o'clock. And then I guess around midnight that night, he died. And, um, and then we, you know, we had him cremated. Um, we have him in a box and urn. He's with my mom and he wanted to be cremated so but we never really had like a, a funeral for him it was just like it was never really sent up we just had the you know we all kind of just did our own condolences and then his dad dies a couple months later like recently in the last month um and you know his brother jimmy's brothers and he, he has a big family and that side of the family they all took care of everything you know this is their 
you know, this is prime. They're their family, right? It's it's even though he's married to my mom, you know, it was. There's not much my mom can do, and they they had more resources and things. So, eventually, you know, because their dad died, they were like that's they wanted to hold a funeral, and they they just did it a combined funeral of their dad and Jimmy. So we went to the funeral, said a lot of nice things about him. Um, they shared stories of how wild Jimmy used to be back in the day. How he he once, um, you know, uh, water skied across a lake for three straight hours on a bet, and how he used to just uh, haul ass on the train tracks with this car, like uh, going 50, 60 miles an hour with his buddies. They lived dangerously, recklessly, wild and free though. And it seemed like, you know, they had a good life. They were, they were drinking. They had no, like, responsibilities and stuff. So, I don't know. It sounded like they they liked their wild days back in the day. And they've all settled down. We've all settled down. And, and uh, but Jimmy had to, had to go. Um, maybe he, he was a little harder than the rest. But uh, we said some nice things. Uh, my mom said some nice things. She talked about. You know, um, she talked about how the marriage was all full of funny moments and and how all the dogs that we got, all the pets would always love Jimmy. And he ended up like stealing them where they were, they were his and and stuff like that. But, you know, we this this concept of death this we live and we die. And we all the thing is, is that we all know it's coming. There's 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 one thing that's certain there's. Well, there's a few things certain in life is death and taxes, right? That's what they say. But, you know, forget taxes. There's one thing that's for sure in this life, and that's death. You know, if we're not, if we don't die, we're, we're not alive. You know, this, that's the whole point of being alive, because we know that we're going to die one day. And we do everything we can to to prolong that, to sustain life, to to keep it at bay and you know we have great medical technology now where life expectancy is really high you know back in thousands of years back in the day uh people would die very young you know all these diseases and uh the the lack of medical and you know a lot of women would die at childbirth a lot of children would die um you know there's a lot of starvation and like i said disease and you know, just any like infection or whatever. So, but nowadays, you know, we have great medical, so we can live. And, but, you know, what what does it mean to be alive? You, we have to have these. We have to find meaning in the what we do. And I, you know, I hope I hope Jimmy found meaning. You know, maybe through us. Hope, hopefully through us, and 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 being a stepdad and being a, a grandpa. And I hope he found joy in that. And um you know and with my mom you know they they were good together you know for some you know for some of the time you know for the most part and i hope he he didn't suffer too much um he was on a lot of drugs when he died so like morphine and stuff so he wasn't hopefully wasn't feeling any pain but it's sad to just see see someone go so abruptly and that's the thing about death this is my first time experiencing death uh personally you know i i did have a grandpa who died a while a long time ago but i was never really close to him i've seen him i've seen him a few times but it wasn't that close and 
you know, this one is like I spent like a lot of my time with with him. I grew up. He was in my house. Like he lived with with us. So I knew him. I knew him more than most, you know. So it's just a weird to to know that like at some point I would think like, oh, Jimmy's at home with my mom and I can just go over there and see Jimmy. And uh, just knowing that he was there, like that he existed. And then now just being like he's not in this plane of existence anymore. He's not here. Um, you know, the definition of here, who knows? But it's just eventually that's going to happen with everyone. And so the only thing I guess the biggest takeaway I have is um to not let the things left go left unsaid you know when when we had the funeral and all the family got together we all got together we shared stories we shared things we said things to each other we we there was a lot of love a lot of uh a lot of love just positivity and and just you know we we cared about each other and and it shouldn't take death for that. And it should and people should know that before they die, that, you know, tell the people you love that you love them, that ask them about their childhood. And if you get to know people like I, I wish I could have had more conversations with Jimmy about like his, what his what he was like growing up, because a lot of those stories I heard that I never heard before. And, you know, it's it, it, for like your parents, your grandparents or uncle, aunts and uncles or whatever around you, like talk with them, get to know them love them uh experience life with them and uh and yeah um you know i there's a quote from one piece i, I love to quote all the time when it comes to death anytime and i i deal with death whether it's somebody who's, who's had someone die and i'm trying to console them and give the advice or whether it's me trying to prepare for somebody dying or just understanding the concept of death that i think about the quote um it's from uh, one piece uh oda wrote in his in the chapter in the drum island arc with chopper and the snowy place with with his doctor and you know chopper um is trying to cure his his mentor dr hiroluk he has a, a disease and so he tries to cure him he goes searching out for this um this mushroom that he thinks will cure him and he comes back with it and he gives it to to him and he makes a soup for it to try to as medicine and gives it to him and the doctor takes it no problem but it turns out that it was actually a poisonous mushroom um and he he knew he was dying and he didn't want chopper to feel bad uh so he took it and made him feel like yeah you 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 helped me you fixed me thank you and uh and so his last one of his last acts was to go and try to save the country whatever you know long to make a long story short he he knew he was about to die he goes up there and he confronts the the king and then he talks about how he's 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 not gonna die that this is not where he dies he and then he asks he asked them in a rhetorical kind of way when does a man die when he is struck by a bullet no when he is struck in with uh, a deadly disease no when he drinks a poisonous mushroom soup no a man dies 
when he is forgotten. And it's just saying that last line always kind of chokes me up, tears me, because it's like, it reminds me of Coco and like the Day of the Dead and how spirits live on as long as you remember them. And like thinking of the concept of the Willardy in One Piece and like a lot of these themes that I see around is, is a shared theme of people's soul live on in you in your heart and as long as we remember and keep them in our thoughts and memories that they stay alive that way that's how we keep the the love our loved ones alive is through our memories right and so a man dies when he is forgotten and it's just uh yeah so i'm gonna leave it at that guys um if you guys no i'm not i'm not gonna do any shit plugging or anything just thank you for listening this was a interesting one for me to talk about just feel like i wanted to get it all out there and just say everything i want about the situation and uh yeah so i'm gonna end this podcast now thank you all for listening and i'm gonna end the end it with the with jimmy's favorite song and very very fitting and the song that i played him on the last day i seen him probably the last song he ever heard and uh it is free bird by leonard skinner